true Christian fellowship is important to the vitality of each believer and is commanded in Scripture as the body of Christ gathers weekly. But what specifically does God's Word teach about how we build up one another in fellowship? This week, Dave Keck addresses this very question in his Walk Talk series entitled, The Nature of Christian Fellowship. Welcome to the Walk Talks podcast. So glad that you could join with us today and have been really enjoying looking this week at the doctrine of fellowship. Fellowship, thing that was introduced to us in Acts chapter 2, where it tells us that the early church continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and breaking of bread and of fellowship and of prayers, and really taking that word and bringing to mind some other things that are brought out in Scripture to help round out that word. Sometimes we maybe misinterpret or misunderstand a word because of maybe how it has grown to mean certain things in our mind or through our tradition or through culture. Many times you might think that fellowship is nothing more than a couple of people hanging out together or potentially eating food, but really allowing some other things that Scripture points out to help us round out that word and see something about this word that is active. And we have chosen the word participation, participating together in some things. Fellowship is a joint effort. Fellowship is not something that just is a byproduct or that is a description of something that is happening. Fellowship is action. It is active. It is participating. We have looked at a couple different things in regards to this. Number one, participation around our position. This is something that only believers can do. There's no fellowship between light and darkness. This is something that is intentional between believers. It is participation around our position in Christ. Number two, it is a participation around certain truths, the core teachings of Scripture, the teachings of Scripture, the authority of Scripture, the inerrancy of Scripture. Our Scripture is our sole authority for faith, what we believe in our practice, what we do. Number three, fellowship is participation in the needs of other people in our body. It is fellowship meeting the needs of the people within the body of Christ. It's participation in that, whether it be a financial need or an emotional need. But fourthly, and lastly, what I'd like us to look at is perhaps my my favorite of all, and that is, Fellowship is participating in mutual edification. It is participation in the building up of the body of Christ. Now, if God saves you, he will sanctify you. Scripture teaches us that he that has begun a good work in you, he's going to perform that to the day of Christ. Okay, God is going to do that work. Scripture says it is God that worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Okay? He gets to pick the tools that he will use to do that. And he does that to at least four different ways. Scripture tells us that he will sanctify us through the word of God. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. John 17, 17. He will also sanctify us through the spirit of God. We are being sanctified by the Holy Ghost. He is sent to guide us in all truth. Give us illumination. We will be sanctified by the Word, by the Spirit of God, by the 
body of Christ, by the church of God. He will use the church of God. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. And then fourthly, he will use the trials that come from God, the circumstances of life. The trial of our faith works with patience. We might be tried with fire and come forth as gold, or even through the chastening hand of the Lord. He will use trials to sanctify us. Ultimately, these things mean that we will be changed. God will sanctify us. God will grow us. God will change us. But one of the means that he uses to do that is the body of Christ through edification. And to what end? In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 12, it tells us that this is, he gifts the body for some things, but he does that for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, the building up of the body of Christ. To what end? Verse 13, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect, mature man, under the measure and the stature and the fullness of Christ. Until we all come to have unity of the faith. This is the, to the acknowledgement of all that is revealed of the Son of God, to the spiritual maturity that is predestined to take place in our life all the way up until the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's the end goal, that God would utilize, whether it be the Word of God, the Spirit of God, the Church of God, or the trials from God, He will use these things to bring us to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. But you see, God uses the body for that. You see, fellowship is participation around mutual edification. One commentator writes this, the third agent in our sanctification, or as he puts it, character formation, is fellowship with other Christians. Paul says, flee youthful lusts and pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace, along with all those who call upon the Lord from a pure heart. The writer of Hebrews says, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. The flight from evil and the pursuit of holiness occur with the aid of other believers. Under the category of fellowship, we can also include the disciplers and the discipleship to which Christians belong. It is in community with them, or we would say participation with them, that some of the most marked changes take place. So fellowship is the mutual exchange of truth, exhortation, finances, support, and help, and mission that result in something is resulting in our edification. Now, God does that by gifting the body for that. We don't have time to look at all of the passages about that, but it does say in 1 Corinthians 12 that the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all, to profit the body. He says, for the body is not one member, but many. You are gifted, but not for your benefit, but for the body. You need the gifts of someone else. 1 Corinthians 12 goes on to say that the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. You see, no Christian can claim he or she doesn't need ministry from and to other believers. The context of this statement, one commentator writes, makes it clear that we have all been given gifts for the edification of others. By implication, if we cannot say we don't need them, they cannot say they don't need us. Notice 
that it is not just the presence of the other numbers that we need, but also their function. This is fascinating to me. The scripture teaches us in Romans 12, verse 6, that having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, that God gives the body a multifaceted, or as 1 Peter 4 says, manifold grace of God. There's a manifold display of the Holy Spirit's giftedness to the body that accomplishes its ultimate edification. We are gifted for that. And the intent of our mutual interaction or our fellowship is this edification. 1 Corinthians 14 even tells us, how is it then, brethren, when you come together? It says, when you come together, let all things be done unto edifying the building up of itself together. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 12 through 16, it tells us this, that this gifting is for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. These things were given so that we might grow in our walk with the Lord. And that involves so many different facets, doesn't it? As we get together we iron, sharpen iron one with another. We're gifted by the Holy Spirit with certain gifts to meet the needs of the body for the sake of their mutual edification. You see, fellowship is a multifaceted, integral part of the believer to be engaged, to participate, to partner around certain things. We participate in the truth of our position, that we are in Christ, we participate around certain truths that are found in Scripture that is Scripture. We participate in and around the needs of other people, whether it's financially or emotionally or even spiritually. And that's why we participate around the mutual edification, the building up of the body of Christ by means of the Holy Spirit gifting us. What's the takeaway of all of these things? Let me encourage you to be engaged when you go through the doors of your local assembly, you make it your personal goal, endeavor to jointly participate in these things, rally around God's people, be encouraged in their testimony, be meeting of their needs, rally around the truths of Scripture, endeavor to make your conversations around the solidification that comes through the understanding of these truths. Participate around their needs. Look for ways in which you might meet the need of someone. If you see someone discouraged, go to them and encourage them. Pray for them. Weep with those that do rejoice. Weep and reap with those. Rejoice with those that do rejoice. And then participate in their building up and their edification. Exhort one another. Hebrews 10 says, let us consider one another to provoke and to love and good works. That's mutual edification. And that's why it goes on to say, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but rather exhort one another. And so much more as you see the day approaching. What does that mean? Time is running out. God has placed you within a body to participate around these things. Let me encourage you to participate in the mutual edification of another believer. Look out, not in. Trust you'll have a great day.
Thanks for being part of Walk Talks today by listening and subscribing to our podcast. Follow us on social media to get sneak peeks at future episodes and to share your favorites with others who would benefit as well. We hope your heart has been enriched by God's word to take your next step in following Christ.